This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As the Beastie Boys might sing, no international breaks till March. This is the Blue Monday podcast. (laughs) I did back off the mic, but I, as soon as I pressed the button for the intro, Sam, I thought that is going to be loud for podcasts. So I will try and do my best to sort that out. But apologies if I broke anyone's telly. But welcome back to the Blue Monday podcast brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Graham Pub. Um, this is a pre-match show. And I mean, we're excited. You can tell I've already deviated from the normal intro. I've shouted. I've quoted Beastie Boys. But we are delighted to be back on YouTube live. Um, lots of comments. We will get to you as well. And thank you to the folks listening on the podcast audio as well after the fact. Let us know you're there by giving us a five-star review. But my partner in crime is back as well. Seb, how happy are you? And let's let's call it what it is for proper, normal football to return. It's crap, and it? International breaks are rubbish. I don't know. This was this must be what it's like for people who don't like football every single weekend of their lives. I just don't understand do do? how. Do do? I know. It's rubbish. I had to talk to the, the missus. I had to top up some brake fluid in a car. I did a bit of painting. It's just so boring. So thank God this won't be happening again now until March time because it's an absolute waste of two weeks. And we are back. We are eager to press on. We have a crazy run of fixtures coming up and we will be here previewing every single one on a Thursday and reviewing every single one on a Sunday. Yeah, we, it's going to be a busy few weeks, isn't it? And it's, yeah, very, and it's very. great, frankly. Um, so we're really excited to talk to you about West Brom. Got all the usual research there. We'll do a canter around uh, what's happened from uh, the international scene as well, even though we've just besmirched its reputation there as well. But yeah, just good to be back, isn't it, Seb? I, I, we obviously had a break before. We didn't do Swansea game and it kind of... Not only my bit rusty, and that, that kind of hopefully came through in the in the in the, in the crap intro, but um, it's kind of like um, uh, we, we were a bit late starting because I had to type up all the predictions. I'm going to get a rant out early doors. I've been on the A14 for three hours this evening, so I, I'm a bit frazzled if I'm honest because people can't figure out that you're supposed to keep left unless overtaking. So I've. I'm a bit mardy, and then I had to type up two weeks' worth of predictions because Craig, who is who did an excellent job, frankly, Craig and Joe stepping in, but it's like someone's borrowed your car and then returned it with no fuel in it. Like, <laughs> I just send me the predictions, Craig, and then I wouldn't have had to type it up. But we are glad to be back. Normal services resumed, and great to see so many of you out there as well. Let's um, let's say, let's say hello to some folks out there as well. Nick, um, if we lose, we have a cushion. We shouldn't be talking about losing, Nick. You're Mister. Yeah, Mr. Um, optimistic, aren't you? So, um, yeah, well, more points than leads. Yeah, Ice. we want to keep that buffer at eight, though, don't we? So we want to keep that as long as possible. And and the great thing is there are going to be really random, crazy results that no one saw coming as well. Um, and maybe rather reminders. If ever. You never know. Uh, Charlie's already got his prediction in. He's going for a 2-1 town. When will we be talking predictions later on? Obviously, uh, evening to Aidy, even to Paul. Good day to Michael. Um, weather report. Um, damp with a hint of sun better than 
damp with a hint of freezing effing cold, which it is at the moment where I am at least. Um, Greg is with us from a wet and windy Wellington uh, in New Zealand. We love our friends out in New Zealand as well. Even to Neil, um, evening will be out for snobs. 15th birthday and stuff with Pete's now loving that uh, good day to Ben as well another um one of our subscribers our loyal telegrammers down under as well great to have you back Ben um and he meant son's birthday not snob's birthday Neil so um yeah thank you for correcting Neil by the way one of um uh, we like to promo telegram but we've got a new feature Ben hosted a, our first telegram round table where we just discussed itfc for an hour and i think i think i've got my neils right this time because i got them wrong earlier in the week uh, neil was part of that along with mark along with chris um another uh, great reason to get involved in that community we have those as a recurring feature going forward but thank you neil for your contribution to that evening to blueies also got gone for a prediction gone for a two nil um even to mullet um I th- can you translate that? Is that a northern? Uyakasha. It's a, oh, yeah. a throwback to 20 it's, years ago, which is what weird. it's like living in Manchester. <laughs> there you go. That makes sense. Got you. Um, even to Bullet. Great to have you with us as well. Phillips here, Rob, Eric, uh, Romeo. Can't wait for Saturday. Uh, Chris, another one of uh, Team New Zealand. Um, and there you go. Uh, Rob, I'm listening to Beastie Boys audiobook. At the moment, tie-ins. There you go. We're loving that. Uh, evening to Tim, giving us a weather report from Devon. Um, yeah, so many of you out there. Uh, great to have you with us. We will uh, keep dipping into the live chat as we go. And I've got to give a shout-out to Steve in Cyprus. Uh, Let's hope town turn up on time at West Brom. If not, there could be trouble. Um, and Moby, a clash of two great managers, different, maybe different clashing styles as well. But yeah, good some good, um, yeah, good battles on Saturday afternoon, weren't there, Seb? Uh, but yeah, Alex is here. Veronica's here. Uh, Veronica, uh, should, should we? I think we were outed anyway where we were, Seb, and where we weren't doing the pre-match show. Do you want to talk, tell folk where we were? Yeah, we took a wee, a, a rare night off together, didn't we? Normally, one of us ducks out, the other one can yeah. kind of step in. But we we were hobnobbing yeah, with. Wise, we we took a night <laughs> off together. We got ready. It was like the breakfast scene. We were kind of chucking each other the you know the links, Africa, and yeah. What? Why did you have to make it weird? Images. Um, yeah, we yeah. we were hobnobbing with ITFC royalty at the foundation dinner. It would have been two weeks ago tonight. Now, wouldn't it? it feels like longer. Uh, Veronica yeah. was there. Great to have her on our on our table as well. Yeah, it was the the ITFC Foundation dinner. A brilliant evening hosted by Matt Holland, my all time Ipswich Town hero. David Johnson was the the guest speaker. It was a brilliant night. If you've never been to one of these dues, I can highly recommend it. It was absolutely superb. Great atmosphere in the room. Great to meet so many people. You were trying to get Burke Bakai to reveal our January transfer strategy, weren't you? It was just a fantastic night. So highly recommend those evenings. We met up with Graham and Dan at the bar towards the end of the evening. Two great guys. Great to chat with them. And yeah, it's a really, really fun evening. Highly recommend these kind of bashes if you can get tickets because they they show kind of another side to the club, all the brilliant work that sometimes goes unnoticed in the community. We know how important the the foundation, what was previously called the Community Trust is. And it's great to kind of meet some of those people and see the good that the club does away from the pitch. It shows how we're really, really in good hands both on and off the pitch at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, really professional uh, job, Matt Holland, uh, hosting. Uh, you know, we know Matt Holland, he can do anything um, and was yeah, fantastic hosting that and, and quizzing David Johnson. We won't re- we won't reveal too much. Well, in fact, we won't. We'll keep what happened at the Foundation Dinner stays at the Foundation Dinner. But yeah, great to walk around and just bump into random people. And yeah, I was eyeing up some of the auction uh, <laughs> memorabilia, <laughs> which it's kind of... There was feel a... Under- there was a- there was a training day that we had our eye on. You could go and watch the first team train, wasn't there? And you could spend yeah. a bit of time with Mickey and McKenna. And we set ourselves a budget, didn't we? And I think within seconds, that budget had been blown out of the water. So it all goes to a... And then we're still blown out of the water. It all goes to a fantastic... Completely course, um, I'm, I'm oblivious to the fact that there was a Marcus Stewart shirt that was auctioned as well. And it was uh, our mate Peachy, Chris, um, who found it in a, a dump or a tip somewhere in Suffolk. Um, and you know reconditioned it sorted out and then kindly donated it to the foundation i think um also probably to raise uh, funds for derby rimmer as well and yeah that attracted a big number and you kind of got there was i had the nice kind of high heart rate moments of being in the running for some stuff early doors and then the absolute relief when someone outbids you and you don't have to you know pay a stupid amount of money but it all for charity and a a great event and uh, congratulations to everyone at the club and um yeah and thanks um great chatting with veronica great chatting with graham and dan as well so um yeah and uh, his veronica foundation exactly right 
should we do some bits and pieces? I mean, we have, as I said at the start, we have slagged off the international breaks, but worth noting that our players, some of the town squad have been in action. Uh, any particular highlights? I mean, the key headline, Seb, as far as we're aware, no injuries. Yeah, that's the that's the absolute key thing in McKenna's pre-match presser today, wasn't it? Everyone's come back fine. Nathan Broad had won his ninth full cap against Turkey, got the start playing kind of in off the left, did quite well, got subbed off. They drew 1-1 in the end, so they're going to be end up in the playoffs. I think the draw was made today, but I don't know who they got. Um, uh, Finland, I think. and they could okay. play Poland in the final, I think. Yeah, that's how it works. It's one-legged, isn't it? One-leg semi-final, one-legged right. final. So, okay, so they'll be back in action. Hopefully, Wes Burns will be back in the squad for, for March for those playoffs. Kieran Slicker won his 13th Scotland under-23 cap, kept a clean sheet he's second of the international break so fair dues to him Massimo Luongo and Cameron Burgess were both unused subs which obviously is a good thing for us uh, as Australia beat Palestine so you know they, they had to travel away but they didn't play in the the second game so do you think the fact they haven't played means they're nailed on for the squad this is your last chance isn't it to look at people for the Asia Cup uh, so I assume the fact they didn't get any minutes means the manager's pretty happy and they're going to be included in the squad that's how I read that one do you agree with that should we hold that thought and come back to it later on? Um, okay. I can speculate. No, not, no, sorry, not our squad. I mean, I mean the Australia oh. squad. As in, they're not going to go to the Asia Cup. No, as in, they are going to go to the Asia Cup. Yeah, I don't know. If you were unsure, you'd give them minutes, surely, wouldn't you, to have a last look at them before the? I think the they go. I think. That, I think whatever happens, they go. Now they're yeah. nailed on. I think. Yeah. Uh, Elkin Baggett won his 19th full cap as Indonesia drew one all with the Philippines and Dane Scarlett won his fourth England elite cap. Somebody set us right in the chat a few weeks ago of what the England elite level is. And forgive me, I've forgotten exactly what it is, but he, he got his fourth cap in a in a 3-2 win over Germany. So a decent kind of run out for some of the, the squad players. Nathan Broadhead's the standout and Touchwood, like, like you said earlier, McKenna said, they've all come back unscathed, which has been a rarity for international breaks because Burns obviously had the hamstring worry a couple of months ago. He had the, the shoulder issue last month. So it's nice they're all back back on the grass and ready to go yeah wales usually break our players so it's good to yeah. them back safe and sound like craig returned the free match show back to us um, i i missed this let, jo- it go. Uh, let it go no no no, man i'm, I'm on the mod now uh, not with craig with the a14 drivers just keep left folks just keep left uh, charlie three weeks till norwich I, i'm loving these beastie boys kind of three weeks till <laughs> norwich um so yeah i thought i'd give that a shout and also uh, richard here um can't tune into the whole show um, as it's Thanksgiving, of course, in the States. Um, can't wait for Saturday. Um, happy Thanksgiving to all of our friends in the States. Um, the players, I think, had a Thanksgiving meal today, didn't they, after training? So um, all the very best, Richard. Indulge and enjoy. And then hit the sales 4 a.m. tomorrow morning. Get your elbows out and get yourself a widescreen telly and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, Charlie also mentions Burns and Williams um, make a big difference. We'll debate whether they are going to um feature or not um and, and and as colin riley says it's where's burns birthday today as we record so happy birthday to him icfc women seb are in cup action on sunday um having beaten northampton i was there on the drum away in northampton cold wet miserable day but great that lucy o'brien who we spoke to uh as an exclusive for our telegram uh subscribers and we meant we discussed the fact that she'd made lots of goal contributions, but hadn't actually put the ball in the net. And then within five, six minutes of the start of the game and scored and got another one later on and could have actually had a hat trick. She won a penalty late on, but handed the ball to regular penalty taker, Bonnie Howard, who slammed it home as she tends to do. So top professionalism there from our good friend, Lucy O'Brien, as sponsored by the Friends of Blue Monday. But they, yeah, attracted girls back in action on Sunday at home, finally at home at the ADL Arena, having been away for, seems like, two months. And Sutton Coldfield are the visitors in the second round of the FA Women's Cup. Um, a couple of rungs below, I think, at least. So town definitely favourites for that. And newly crowned player of the month for the second month running, in fact, Natasha Thomas is um, chasing down 150 Ipswich Town goals, Seb. Uh, so she'll be hoping to add um, more. I think she's kind of, yeah, uh, a few off of that, I think. I'm trying to remember the numbers. She's done an interview with Town TV. So you can maybe go and watch that. And Kieran, um, I'll make Kieran Stanley do that interview. And I'm sure he'll be, um, he'll give you the right stats there. But yeah, excited to get back to the AGL and, and bang the drum, et cetera. If you want to get details, um, if, if, it's, if you're listening to this before midday on Friday, you can still get your tickets in advance as well. But do get down and support. Uh, the Tractor Girls um, FA Cup is always a really good competition for us and a big opportunity potential for goals. But, Seb, 
it's it's a trip to the Midlands as opposed to receiving visitors from the Midlands, which is what the women are doing. The men off to the black country in West Brom. And um, I'm a little bit apprehensive about this one. I think maybe West Brom a little bit under the radar, yeah. um, but starting to come good, good manager, some good players still there as well. But as you'll talk to us, uh, tell us later on, not a place we've got a brilliant record either. So what's your overriding sense heading into this one? I think you've summed it up there quite nicely. I, I too feel a bit apprehensive about it. It's got a big game kind of vibe, maybe one that we've not really experienced since the back end of last season with those trips to Peterborough and Barnsley. You know, like you say, our record there isn't great. And they've, like you said, gone under the radar a little bit. I was on a uh, a show last night with, with Gab Sutton on his EFL debate show with a Southampton fan, a Leeds fan, a Leicester fan. We were all discussing the automatic race. And one of the first comments put up to, to in response to it was from a West Brom fan saying, you know, hello, we're, we're, we're around as well. So I think there's a quiet kind of confidence amongst their fan base that after a couple of years of underachieving following relegation, I think they finished 10th and finished 9th last season, this could be the year with with the manager who we'll discuss shortly, Carlos Corberan, who I think is an excellent manager at the helm. They can really make a decent fist of this. And OK, they're probably not going to get the autos given how far ahead we are, um, but they can certainly have designs on the playoffs. What was the conclusion of your promotion special? Who's going up? <laughs> it uh, depends who you support. Funnily enough, as, as as emotional football fans will try to uh, will try to convince people. No, I mean we were we were very fair. The Leeds fan Ewan was was very uh, confident. He thought they would they would hunt us down. They said this run of games, you know, you've, you, these these fixes you've got in December, the fact you have to go to Ellen Road means they can start to claw back some of the deficit. The Southampton fan Martin was very complimentary, and as was the Leicester fan Mark. They both kind of said that they think we'll stay the course. And Gab Sutton and Ollie, the two hosts, I think by the end of it i'd convinced gab ollie was a bit more kind of siding towards towards leads but yeah i just kept saying two words guys kieran mckenna that was my answer to everything and every time i kind of said that they kind of went oh yeah fair point yeah you've got a you've got a really good point there haven't you so yeah, yeah. you are the best go and, yeah yeah go and give it a listen on gab's efl debate show it's quite an interesting hour or so of of conversation um steve, steve asks uh, the hawthorns is the highest ground in the league i think that's a popular quiz question isn't it uh, what's the weather forecast i think it's meant to be effing freezing Seb, winter is coming. So dry though, I think. It's meant to be dry. Yeah, isn't it? So I can put up with cold if it's not raining, yeah. Bring your scarves, folks. Yeah. Talk to us about state of play, uh, situation in the league table, recent results, etc. Seb. Yeah, currently seventh in the league with twenty-six points, played sixteen, won seven, drawn five, lost four, scored twenty-six goals, conceded seventeen. Last five, three wins, one draw, and one defeat. The wins were at home to QPR, obviously, away to Coventry, and at home to Hull. The draw was at home to Plymouth, and the defeat was last time out away at Southampton. Their away, uh, sorry, their home form is good. Seventeen points from the eight games played. Uh, they they are strong, a strong team at home. The, their one defeat, the shock defeat, was at home to Huddersfield in September. That was their shock home defeat at the Hawthorne so far this this campaign. Seven clean sheets is the joint best in the league. They are miserly at the back. They are slightly perform- outperforming their XG. XG of 20 versus a goal scored of 26. So home form is very good. Solid start in a decent position to mount a really crucial campaign come this kind of busy time of year when you, know, you get two or three three-game weeks on the bounce and they'll really look to close the gap and get into those playoff places, won't they? Yeah, we'll talk about how the goals are scored, but quite a few long ranges and Leading scorer is is a midfielder, so that should give you an indication that they're you know they're not all tap ins, put it that way. So we'll talk more about that later on. That the Coventry win was a little bit smash and grab, but yep. um, probably a, a kind of a ruthless, you know, excellent counter attacking type away win where Coventry lots of possession, created a few chances, but nothing really notable. And then West Brom scored at really good times, and you know maybe a little bit of fortunate with the second one in the offside situation with Thomas Asante but took the goals really well the win over Hull stands out three win three one victory that some stuff for us to learn about that which we'll talk about as well um so yeah and and, and no shame at the moment losing to Southampton really and as you're talk- well, do you want to talk to us about Southampton? Because they were pretty unlucky, yeah, weren't they? They were, yeah. So a 2-1 defeat last time out. So the last game before the break was a 2-1 defeat down at St. Mary's. They had the better of the XG, 2.12 to 1.8, 47% possession, 14 shots to Southampton's 10, only two on target, albeit. Made four big chances and hit the woodwork twice. So, yeah, you say no shame to lose to Southampton, but they, they certainly gave a good account of themselves. At, I know we went there and won, but traditionally it's a, a tough place to go recently given the form that they've been in. And that's a... Uh, 
yeah, although they although they did get defeated, they can take spirit out of that because they showed some real kind of you know quality in their play. And if they'd have taken those chances, if they had a, a fit and firing out and out kind of number nine, it could have been a very different game. Yeah, it does look like they're shopping in the similar market, maybe in yes. in January as we are. Uh, last season, Seb, the uh, the parachute money's kind of run out this summer, hasn't it? It's um, gone. Yeah. So talk to us about what happened last season. Yeah, so being promoted for for one season, you only get two years with the parachute payments, don't they? So this is their third season back down at this level. Last year, they finished ninth with 66 points. They missed out on the playoffs by three points. They had three defeats in the last five, so they, so they kind of stuttered in the in the in the in the run in. They kind of didn't make it with the uh, with the pressure building. I guess Steve Bruce started the season there in charge. I had no idea he was there until I did the research for this. I completely missed that episode of his uh, of his career. But he has an awful run. He gets to October time. Uh, they're three points from safety. They've won two of their first 16 games. He gets the boot and they go out and appoint Carlos Corberan, who most of us will know from his time at Huddersfield a couple of years ago. Uh, he was Leeds under 23 manager, takes over in October 2022, like I say, with the club three points away from safety. He loses his first game to Sheffield United. Obviously, you end up going up automatically. He then wins nine out of the next 10, goes on a brilliant run for most of the season before just stuttering towards the end. So although I said they missed out on the playoffs by three points, when you take into account the fact they were three points adrift in the relegation zone with two wins towards the end of October, when he took over that's a that's a brilliant piece of work i think by him he's, he's managed 50 games averages 1.64 points per game which across a full season will get you 75 points which is going to be enough to get you into the into the playoffs isn't it, it came through at leeds as an under 23 coach the spell at huddersfield like i say took them to third with that sorber thomas heavily focused side who lost to nottingham forest in the playoff final a bit unlucky when we're watching that game and they should have had at least one penalty i think on the day so he cut himself unlucky there he he kind of went abroad came back he left huddersfield went abroad comes back is linked with the return to Leeds last February when they sacked Jesse March when they appointed Javi Garcia before Big Sam came in but he turns them down and signs a new extension at West Brom so he's there until 2027 I like him as a manager he kind of ticks the boxes that I like he's young he's progressive he's plays attractive football we'll discuss their their playing style in a minute and I think they've got one of the one of the best in the league at the helm yeah maybe in terms of the comparison between him and McKenna, maybe there's more pragmatism around Corberon's style of play. We'll talk about how the stats kind of bear that out, but it, you know that his sides are never going to be out and out attacking sides, but there's always good quality in there. They're quite clever. They have figured out a strategy. You know, he's, he mixes it up in terms of how he goes about scoring goals as well. Tends to be about crosses into the box, isn't it, Seb? That's, Which is that's what where, his Huddersfield team was, right? It was yeah, sort of Thomas, Thomas, Thomas it, the main yeah. man. Yeah, it's, it, it's a replication of that. So, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I have a similar sentiment that, you know, he's, he's an impressive manager. And I guess my question in terms of Steve Bruce is, is, is he is he on the scrap heap now? Like maybe Mick, Mick is perhaps. It's moved on. I was listening to the second tier podcast today on my drive home from work. And they were saying that only one manager in the top half of the championship table is over 50 years old. You know, the, and that's Tony Mowbray. Young man's game. Yeah, the days of these kind of tried and tested, you know, we used to see it with managerial vacancies and suddenly you'd have, you know, Alan Kirbishley, Mick McCarthy, Tony Pulis, Neil Warnock. It was the same names over and over and clubs now are looking in a different direction. You know, they've seen what the likes of we've done with McKenna and Oxford, Liam Manning and, you know, MK Dons to a lesser degree. And I think clubs are seeing this is now the way to go. You get these properly qualified coaches who've been doing this at a Premier League side or a, you know, a high level for an X number of years. You give them their first managerial managerial rung and it's, it's the way the world goes now. Mm. Let's talk about our record there. We'll put a quiz question out to the chat. Can someone tell us Town's last, the, the date, the season, any, any details about the last victory at the Hawthorns? Clue, it's a long, long time ago, Seb. <laughs> But the overall record's pretty good, largely, I guess, on the basis of our home form. I remember yeah. thumping West Brom at home, and then there was this spell when Mogga was in charge, and they used to pump us instead. But I, I remember a 5-0. I think Colin put earlier, Mariners' debut was a 7-0. So there's definitely, at home, that superiority. But, yeah, overall, yeah, in our favour, but away from home, not so good, is it? Yeah, overall, we've got the edge. 34 wins, 17 draws, 22 West Brom wins. I won't reveal the last time we won there yet, but the last time we played there was a one-all draw in March 2019. You were there, weren't you? I was. Yeah, it was quite, yeah, good, quite a good performance, actually. We should have probably won it. And 
as you're about to say, Darren Moore's last game in charge of West Brom. It was. He was sacked three hours later. So they, at the time, after the game, I think they were fourth on 61 points, but it was their third game without a win. And yeah, they, they came out, didn't they, and sacked Darren Moore as most of us were driving kind of home after the match. Do you want to quote from Paul Lambert after the game? Do the voice. I can't do that with the Scottish voice. I've come away from games thinking, how the hell have we lost? We play really good football. That's why fans come to watch us. We've got a really good nucleus of young players. It's not over, that's for sure. That was Paul Lambert. He's going to turn into Mick at the end. He went yours. Yeah, yeah, that was Paul Lambert, who in about, what, another go, go, two months relegated with one of the worst ever points tallies in, in Championship history. So, yeah, according to him, it wasn't over. But it was a decent performance, like you say, a one or draw. Header. John Nolan. Header. Yeah, head, header from John Nolan got us a point. So, I guess away at a, at a playoff side, that's a, that's a decent point. Yeah, I agree. I'm just enjoying you. I can't believe you actually did it. A lot of stuff in the chat about West Brom. um, We will come to the last victory there. A few of you have got it. Uh, But Nick makes an excellent point. Pretty good on neutral venues. I'm pretty certain Nick is a 100% record on neutral venues, isn't it? And I think Highbury, if I'm right. Is that correct? Someone will, it's semi-final of FA Cup 78, by the way. If people haven't joined the dots there. Uh, Neil mentions a 6-1 at home in 84-ish. Um, don't be specific, Neil. You know, you know, give us, join the dots for us. Uh, but yeah, um, there you go. Eric Clapton, 3-1 at Highbury. Yep. And um, yes, Mullet and I were sat next together. Yeah, there we go. But Seb, uh, talk to us about uh, can you have you can you in your mind's eye can you see the goal because I posted I it I can well, I actually watched it because I was going to do one of my lineup quizzes for you but I couldn't find the information anyway the only place I thought it might Quite be is in my loft I have the programs in the old remember the, the blue binders they sold for a while where you could file each each of I've the got programs loads down here yeah yeah it will be in there but I didn't have time to go into the loft and find it so the last time we won there was in March 1999 an overhead kick from Manuel Thetis who was also sent off I think if I'm if I remember rightly in the latter stages of the game that was our our last victory there I think he gets sent off later on in the game after he scores the right. the over- he has two bites of the cherry doesn't he it's a it's a corner played yeah, out sits whips down. the ball in he sits down misses it kind of the first time sets himself and uh and yeah finds the uh, uh finds the back of the net that was our last win there so that's the 98 99 season the first year we lose to bolton in the in the playoffs at the end of it before the glorious 99 2000 season are you googling if he got sent off because i think he did yeah so i've um pride of anglia is is the best place to go for all of this kind of stuff west brom away one nil fifteen thousand in at the hawthorns um I can give you the... Do you want to guess the team? I mean, it's pretty... I haven't found it. Okay. Red card for Thetis. Did he get in a scrap with Sean Flynn? Because Sean Flynn was also sent off in the 85th minute. Yeah, late on. 80th minute, 81st minute or something, I think. It was was certainly towards the end of the game, yeah. And because he's got baddest... Well, West Brom and Ipswich players, yeah. Uh, The dismissal came six minutes from time following a skirmish with Sean Flynn, whose red card was inevitable from the moment he, he lashed out. That should have been the end of the matter, but Thetis ensured his own departure by jumping to his feet and grabbing Flynn's neck. There it is. There you go. Calm down. Yeah, do you want to have a go at the team? Because there's, there's no massive surprises there. Um, yeah, it's Richard Wright. usual suspects, yeah. Wilness. Yep. Mowbray. Yep. Thetis. It's a five at the back, if that helps. Thetis. Candy? Yep. Nope. Venus? Yep. Clapham left wing back. Yep. Ho- Majorton's not there yet. Holland, yep. Dyer. No, no, Majorton is. Oh, is he? Okay. So Majorton, Holland and Dyer in the midfield? Uh, no, no Dyer that day. Mick Stockwell in the team. Oh, okay. And I presume Johnson's going up front. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Any uh, care to guess any of the West Brom team? Sean Flynn. Correct. <laughs> no, other than that, <laughs> Kevin Kilban. I'm, I'm trying to oh, find okay. names that people might know. There's right. a Gabadon in the team. I assume it's Danny. Danny Gabadon. Gabadon, I assume. Matt Carbon. That's the name. Uh, Richard Sneakers. Anyone? Fabian Defratus. Anyone? There you go. Big names, big names. So, yeah, well done, Mullet. You've got the full details there. But, yeah, long old way um, since that victory, Seb. And I'm trying to think if we've been close, but I don't think all I can remember is four ones, defeats, and, you know, under the yeah. under Joe Royal. Roy Keane had a pretty grim trip to West Brom. And there was the was West Brom game where, where, Keane basically chucked half the squad under the bus. They never it played. It was very early on, wasn't it? I think it was his fourth or fifth game of the season. Two it was on Sky. Yeah, and it was a Richard Wright masterclass to keep it yes. to 2-0 because we were absolutely battered that day. And you're right, it might have been that game where he came out and said, some players won't play for me again or whatever it was he did. And yeah, went out and signed Daryl Murphy. No, not Daryl Murphy. Grant Ledbitter and Carlos Edwards and stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's not been a happy hunting ground for for, for the, the, the last few years, certainly. 
Let's talk. Let's bring things up to date then, because as as we know, the Ipswich team doesn't care about history. It doesn't care about crap records. It makes new records. It makes new history. But this is a pretty solid West Brom team, as we've already talked about. Talk to us about uh, the squad, Seb, and maybe some of the style of play. Well, there's FFP considerations that we have to take into account. So like I say, the parachute payments have run out, so they've had to kind of cut their cloth accordingly. They had a big sale in the summer. Dara O'Shea went to Burnley, who's a centre-back, went for Burnley for just under 8 million quid. Jake Livermore, who I assume would have been on half-decent wages uh, as an experienced pro in the next kind of Premier League style war, he got released. Carlin Grant got loaned to Cardiff. He was a one-time £15 million signing on a six-year contract. He's only halfway through that, that contract. He scored 18 goals for them the season before last, only got three last year and they decided to to loan him out presumably to try and recoup some wages they didn't spend any money in the summer josh madger do you remember sunderland till i die yeah first, i was a series of that he was the i was the thinking kind of like someone should sign him and it turns yeah. out west brom did like they'd already done I mean, that idea but he was yeah. he's been linked with most in the last two years most championship sides hasn't he yeah, he went abroad. He went to Bordeaux, Bordeaux? Didn't he, in France. Yeah. yeah, went to Bordeaux. He kind of left Sunderland. I think he well, it might have been on a free. He might have received you to sign a contract or something, if I remember rightly, from the from the docu-series. He went out to Bordeaux, didn't really set the world alight, and has now come back to uh, come back to West Brom. He tore his ankle ligaments in September, so he is closing in on a return. He might well feature on the bench on Saturday against us, but he hasn't featured for a, a couple of months. Other than that, there was a right-back brought in on loan. There was Jeremy Saramento, who's kind of a right-slash-left winger. He's coming from Brighton, one of Brighton's kind of, you know, amazing young prospects expecting to be sold for 30 million quid to Chelsea in a couple of years time um, so they've kind of cut their cloth accordingly got rid of some high earners bought in decent fees and kind of looked to pad out the squad a little bit with with frees and loans in terms of the the style of play it's been traditionally this season a three at the back system. They've used that most with 12 times. It, it kind of alternates between a 3-4-2-1 with two number 10s like we had with Selena and Chaplin in McKenna's kind of early days. Um, the last two games, however, possibly because of who they were playing in Southampton and Hull, they've gone for a good old-fashioned Mike Bassett, Mick McCarthy, 4-4-2. I assume that's to try and keep things tighter at the back given who they were playing. They beat Hull. They lost to Southampton. If I was a betting man, I think they'd probably go to a back three uh, with wing backs when we when we visit town. They play similar to us, um, similar in terms of passes per sequence. We get the ball forward quicker, though. They're not amazing at pressing. Fourth bottom for pressing into pressing intensity. They're not really possession heavy. Fifty percent is thirteenth in the league. Uh, passing accuracy, eighty just under eighty-two percent. Again, not amazing. They are very, very solid at the back. We've already mentioned the seven clean sheets so far this season, which is the best in the league. They uh, they, they, uh, they average 10 shots conceded per game, which is the third fewest. They're not very foully. The fewest fouls in the league conceded with an average of eight. They don't really take that many shots, 12 per game with three on target. So they're not amazing shooters. It's all built from the from the back, really, in terms of how they're so solid. You know, the the old saying, defences win championships. That's kind of the mantra I think they're going to go for and look to, look to really kind of have that solid base and kind of goals here and there because they don't shoot overly often very high at crossing you spoke earlier about Ooh. how you know he's, he's Huddersfield side with Sorba Thomas was cross 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 they are the top crosses in the league averaging just over five per game with a 26% accuracy um, I've yeah, added they, this last bit yeah I, so that I you said they're not great at pressing no but they will press high I was going to say that there's a high press because that the whole goal that Wallace scored was and this is, I guess, a warning sign. We have been debating and speculating when the goal might be conceded from us passing out from the back. Well, Hull have learned that lesson from West Brom at the Hawthorns as well. Jed Wallace scoring the goal. So something to watch out for there, and I'm sure we'll be ready for that. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. As well. Uh, key personnel, Seb? Well, John Swift is the top scorer. You mentioned him. He's an attacking midfielder, kind of a number like 10. Him. He's been out. Ex-Reading. Yeah, I like him. Ex-Reading, yeah. Uh, he's been out for a couple of, I think, six, seven weeks now. He's got six goals and an assist. He's closing in on a return. I would assume him and Josh Madger are probably going to be bench options, given how long they've been out for. Um, but they could both make, their, both make their returns this weekend. Brandon Thomas Asante has kind of been playing in the number nine position. Four goals. He scored a great goal against Leeds earlier in the season. Mm. They've got Daryl Dyke, who, if you remember, was part of that Barnsley team that got broken up. He was I think it's DK, from- but Is it? I might be wrong. Oh, okay. He I'm was alone from Orlando City and West Brom kind of swooped for him, but he's been he's had a horrible injury time. I think it's his third serious injury since joining them, so he's out till Christmas time. Jumbo Garadi Diagana. Do you remember when West Ham sold him and Mark Noble came out and he was saying it's an outrage, we shouldn't be letting players of that caliber go. He was twelve million quid. Okay. Yes. I would, suggest, I would suggest they were probably right because he hasn't really pushed on. You know, twelve million pounds okay. signing from West Ham three years ago. Got three assists so far this season, so he is decent. But I, I, I guess the fact that you spent twelve million quid on him and three years later he's still in your side would suggest he hasn't developed maybe quite mm. as they thought he would. Jed Wallace is the top assist with three. He's primarily a right-sided kind of winger forward, but he's been filling in a little bit more up front when they've been playing the the 4-4-2 filling in centrally Matt Phillips seems to have been around forever he slots into the left wing back role when they play a three at the back system three goals and two assists they are big at the back they have some big old boys Cedric Kipri is six foot three he's a centre back Kyle Bartley the right wing back with a monster no he's not got the monster throw sorry he's six foot two though and Sammy Ajar do you remember when he was at Rotherham all those years he's six foot three as well so it's a bit of a land of giants at the back yeah, and Palmer's decent as well, the keeper. Yep. But yeah, I was, I, we go. Seb does all the research in terms of the big boys at the back. Um, but I, Jed Wallace, Millwall MVP for quite a few seasons, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, good, good player, good age, I think, still as well. There's quality there. There's there's a lot of yeah. individual talent there. Pace, Thomas Asante, rapid, scored that goal. Yep. I mentioned at Coventry, uh, ran through, maybe took a couple of touches but got his shot away so that they will get the shots they will try and dribble in there's a few tricky players Shalaba as well who's decent as well and said there's a long throw threat as well which uh, was a factor against Southampton maybe didn't contribute to their goal but yeah and it creates some chances for them yeah, Darnell Furlong, who plays right wing back or, or right back when they have a back four, he's got the long throw. And Alex Mowat's a player you like, isn't mm. he? he? Was one again, one of those Barnsley team, the Connor Chaplin Barnsley side that kind of got broken up. I'm sure he was in that kind of line. I think he was loaned out last year somewhere. He, he, he went out. Borough, that's it. Yeah, sorry, Borough. Um, he'll play in the middle of the pitch and kind of look to snap into Morsey and, and dictate play. I think he averages something like 50-odd touches per game. Morsey averages about 70. So they're the kind of two that will get involved and look to make things tick. Pretty certain we were linked with him before he went to West Brom. I, I'm remember, with that. I like him. I'm that would have been what, in the Paul Cook summer then. Yeah, I think he might. We might have because we were definitely shopping it for that kind of combative central midfielder. Yeah, you know, he's very in terms of physical stature. He's very similar to Morsey, isn't it? But I think Morsey's maybe the better footballer, albeit that loan at Borough was under Carrick, wasn't it? So yeah, you know, still a decent player, but maybe him and Matt Crooks very similar. You know cut from the same cloth as it were in terms of those those combative central midfielders who maybe maraud a little bit can defend a little bit can score a few create a bit as well so yeah good player um you mentioned a few injuries as well Seb I think we dealt with the the key yeah. ones haven't we you're you're speculating imagine might 
might make an appearance from the bench. Or well, yeah, on. logically, him and Swift. Then I'd be amazed. He's been out for two months, Major. Swift's been out for seven weeks. I'd be I'd be astounded if they came straight back into the starting eleven. I'd imagine if they can make it for this weekend, there'll be bench options in the second half. He likes to make changes, like a bit like McKenna. He's very pre-planned with his changes, so it'll get to 55, 60, 65 minutes, and he'll do what McKenna does. You kind of you sometimes kind of feel those things are pre-planned. So I guess he's got one eye on giving them a half an hour run out if they're if they're up to it. Yeah, have you? So we need to again pat you on the back for your the kind of your nugget. This is the nugget moment. We need to get you a kind of like a musical sting, don't we? Seb's Seb stat of the week. You uh, following on from Swansea and the early got, goals. Yeah, and late yeah. I predicted goals the late goals was. against Birmingham, the early goal against Swansea, and West Brom are a side that end halves very poorly. So that might, if, if you need a pee or a beer at halftime, it might not be worth hanging out. You might want to hang on for a few minutes. They've conceded three goals in the 15-minute build-up to halftime and five goals in the 15-minute uh, build-up to, to full-time. So they're not a side that ends games well. No, they were hanging on a little bit against Cov, if I remember rightly. And I think the Southampton goal was a late one, isn't it? The last time out. So yeah, yeah. Armstrong tapping in. Should we talk about us then? We we are speculating, as we did at the start, there are no injuries that we haven't... I think McKenna did his presser today. No injuries were announced there, and we have no reason to to doubt that. Yeah. The big debate, I guess, is whether... Um, yeah, do you want to... Well, right back, isn't it, Seb? Yeah, I'd bring Brandon Williams back in if he's if he's been training for two weeks and he's fit. Clark's done okay. I thought he was all right at Birmingham. He was no worse than many others. I was at Rotherham. He was okay there as well and seemed to kind of be decent against against Swansea again. But I just think Brandon Williams is a better player. You know, he's 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 been come through at Man United and that kind of level of Premier League coaching. I'd have him back at right back personally, and I'd also have Wes Burns. He must be ready for a start you know i know he came on for the was it half an hour against um uh, yeah against maybe two i felt, felt like it was 10 minutes too long didn't it yeah. yeah yeah he should have come on maybe at the 70 minute mark rather than the full 30 minutes but i assume he'll come straight back in so that's a pretty rapid decent player set of players down that down that right hand side taylor i assume will continue alongside morsey fully deserves to after that Ooh. absolute thunder bastard against swansea and the you know the the less of a thunder bastard against rotherham a few nights previously so i guess now it's his shirt to lose the big one for me what do you think he'll do at the back i think twan zabi will start and this might be the Ooh. chance for him to get in the side you know burgess has been away i don't know i know they didn't play against palestine it was in q8 wasn't it so i guess they would have got back yesterday that we were recording this on thursday so maybe a wednesday afternoon return so you know burgess has been away for for the couple of weeks i just got a feeling that mckenna was clearly animated or unhappy with the two goals conceded or, or, or the manner of the goals against swansea wasn't he so he's clearly going to look to tighten this back up again i've got a feeling twan zabi comes in and this might be the the the, the point in the team where him and wolf have done moving forward are the established back too what do you think to that i think that's a interesting shout because we talked about West Brom targeting crosses. We talked about the physical presence, which will be a threat from set pieces as well. So you need, I think, two great headers of the ball. And I wonder whether Wolfenden, therefore, might drop out rather than Burgess, actually. Okay, interesting. You have two dominant, um, you know, well, that's essentially less creative centre-backs, but they are going to get their heads on everything, aren't they? They're more physically imposing, perhaps, than Wolfenden. And don't forget, we've got shed load of games coming up and we mill on yeah. wednesday yeah and i think at home we'd be looking to play the ball as we always do at home and perfect game for a wolf and isn't it so i wonder whether that might happen well i guess he yeah. went with with the, the rotherham game obviously west brom are nowhere near it in terms of playing style as direct as rotherham are overall but he did have burgess and twan zabi to counter that kind of set piece threat we know they are a threat from set pieces i think west brom have got six goals from set pieces so far this season which is the fifth or sixth highest in the league we just mentioned how big their center backs are so yeah it's a good shout i, I hadn't considered wolf and dropping out that might be the way he does it yeah, uh, Alex has asked us earlier. Apologies, I can't find it now. Alex, here we go. Ask us about the potential for uh, exploiting strength, well, our strengths and exploiting their weaknesses. So the thing that I've noticed is similar to Birmingham. Actually, there's a lot of sleepiness at the back when yes. players overlap, and t- yeah. certainly down that left hand side. I think Southampton's winner came from Adam Armstrong overloading at the back post and I think Hull scored a goal like that as well where the ball flashed across the area and no one was expecting the wide player coming in from the right hand side so the left hand side for me for West Brom defensively a little bit shaky and to that point we've talked about personnel perfect game for Williams and Burns or Hutchinson 
yeah know, there's a there's enough options down there so maybe we, we know our, we're strong down the right hand side we know that leaf davis generally is kind of a one-man band with broadhead dropping in there so maybe our best bet is to is maybe to start the attacks over the left hand side and do those diagonals that we like try and get them behind but crosses in for us as well and have that extra man at the back where's burns tapping or slamming home a shot you know i think You're that, right, that's yeah. a good threat there you're right. Matt Phillips, like we said earlier, that he's playing out of position. I mean, he's in, his, in most of his career, he's been known as a right winger, right forward, but he's kind of slotting in in that left wing back role. So that's why I think they're looking vulnerable there because he is playing slightly out of position to compared to where he's played mm. most of his uh, most of his career. I guess the, the way to beat them is, well, it'd be nice if we stopped giving sides two goal leads or two, or conceding two, two goals per game. we work on it. Yeah, don't give away any silly, silly free kicks in and around the box, given how big they are. That's the way to do it as well. But like you say, yeah, exploit the space in behind those in behind those fullbacks. And let's be honest, we don't really need to worry about kind of what the opposition do anymore, do we? We know if we play our natural game, we will be confident there, and we will. Uh, up, is it? We will deliver like we always do. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's go to the comments. We've got uh, some selection thoughts. Uh, we've got lots of love for Brandon Williams. Williams is a monster, says Eric. Uh, only change might be sent, uh, central defences, Neil. Yeah. Um, we need to verify this. Not that I just, not that I don't trust Colin, but apparently McKenna's 100th game. Is that is that what we think? Can someone double check that? If it is, fantastic. That makes hopefully. sense. Yeah, 46 games for the season. Time, isn't it? It's coming up yeah, to a probably... second year anniversary, isn't it, as well? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, AD uh, jumping in with stats as well. Apparently West Brom don't like it if, if, if opponents score first. Uh, we haven't got a great recent record of doing that, have we? So we might need to turn that stat on his head. Uh, Colin also going for Twenzaby. Neil saying early goal, please. Uh, the Shire Shark. Twenzaby will likely start. I, I can't get over Seb that slow-mo of him heading a ball away at Rotherham and the, the water or sweat was in slow-mo just kind of fired off it looked very artistic so i yeah it feels like there's a consensus amongst the chat that uh twins ab might come in charlie mentioning wolford and better at controlling the ball at burgess but i think we might go a little bit more direct perhaps on saturday get the ball up quickly as we talked about getting uh, down that right hand side with burns and or williams if he plays or even clark you know clark's not another he's no slouch down that side either uh what we had eric wolfin axel have had two well yeah. yeah we guess we don't know what we've been doing for two weeks do we we can live in dubai for the first week haven't they only... judging from all their instagram oh, yeah. stories it looked brilliant speculating there and as joke wrote riley says here mckenna um had to be expecting twins to be nailed on start when he signed him still you know match fitness question there the only way you get that is playing but as we keep saying saturday tuesday saturday tuesday there is plenty of opportunity to rotate, and it sounds like from his press match, press match, press match, pre press gang, um, his pre match presser that there will be rotation over the coming weeks. You have to do it, I don't use. So. Oh yeah, the schedule's mental, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, good stuff. Anything more? Um, yeah, easy B. I, I might be a West Brom fan. Um, if not, apologies. Uh, it's delusional to think it's just going to roll up the Hawthorns. Oh, yeah. absolutely. If you offer me a point if right now, I wouldn't bother going. If that's how we've come across, that's yeah, not no. what we intended. As yeah. I said at the start, the, ho- the home form is, is is very good. 17 points from the eight Leeds games. Fans. They've only lost the, Welcome, the one easy. game. This is a... This is a this is on a, us. This is a tough game. If you've offered me a point oh, right now, I, I wouldn't get on the bus to quote I've Mr. I've opened a kind of words by using the word spying on us by uh, in reference to Leeds as well. So probably <laughs> easy. I didn't mean to do that. But thank you for joining. It's great to have um, supporters of other clubs here. And if you if you are a West Brom fan, let us know as well. Uh, it's always good to get the inside track. I'm not, I'm not sure people will want to do that for us. Uh, but it's not as if we're the club. We are trying to, we are trying to educate everyone here. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure Kieran McKenna will have his dossier. He doesn't need us to do the hard work for him. So, I think yeah. Charlie Turnbull probably does a little bit more research than we do for the you reckon? pre-match show. Yeah, I yeah. think so, probably. He's probably, probably got, got hours of footage courses. watched. Yeah. yeah. Bit of AI, you know, timestamping, key moments and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. We will come to predictions shortly. So start giving your thoughts together on predictions for um, for Saturday. Uh, in terms of bits and pieces of information that's important, uh, we are brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the logo in the bottom left-hand corner. We really uh, appreciate Dan and the, uh, the crew down at the Greyhound and their support there. Home matches uh, this week. Uh, two in a row, isn't it? Millwall and Cov, if I'm right. Yep. So yep. head down there pre-match, and you who who knows who you might bump into down there. Um, Terry Butcher and Russell Osman were hanging out there last time um, as part of the Remembrance Day um, weekend celebrations, and you might find a Seb or a, a Rich or who knows what a Rand 
all kinds of people down there. So do get involved and uh, get a sample of the pre-match atmosphere at the Greyhound. You can't do any better than that. Merch store, we've mentioned Telegram already, really good stuff there. The, the roundtable will feature another string to our bow there. Uh, so do get involved in the match day chat. Well, I, I'm excited, Seb, to activate the match day chat tomorrow evening as well. We'll be um, following the game there, and I'm sure lots of you watching the game live on Sky. If you want to join in the debate there, two-week free trial and then a subscription after that. But plenty of stuff, hopefully, to keep your interest more than just the chat. But the chat is great, ever-present, 24-7 seemingly. So we do love it there. Also, our friends at wearthesports.com, 15% off promo if you use the word Blue Monday, all one word. And I'm sporting, if I can find the right angle, a quite, it's quite small, isn't it? You can't. The lighting isn't great. It's a Connor Chaplin, his golf the celebration. Golf the okay. golf sing, yeah, obviously, uh, with George Hurst. So, yeah, these kind of um, iconic Ipswich Town poses, moments, etc., cetera, um, immortalised on... Uh, t-shirts and hoodies and all that kind of stuff so do support where the sport um you know town fan i think uh, trying to make it in all of this crazy world of, of merchandise and all that kind of fun stuff so do give them your support plenty of different options as well so um head there and flagship shows back as usual sunday 8 p.m i think seb is involved as you're going as am yeah, i don't know that put you off there'll be much better insight oh ben will be in the host chair so yeah it'll be good yeah get involved and and i assume seb we're back on Thursday next week, I guess. But uh, me and Mikey a... will be going live after Millwall on Tuesday oh, night. Oh, yeah, well, now Mikey's well, internet works. Yeah, and you can run up the hill. I'll run up the hill and join, yeah. join in later on. And then, yeah, yeah so Millwall Wednesday. Well, maybe we might do the, the Richard Woodward derby. Why, why, is, uh, why have you got a thumb up? I don't know. I don't know how I did that. Should I do that again? Didn't work, did it? This um, is great for the listeners. Yeah, sorry, folks. Something happened there that audio. we weren't expecting. I think we'll, we might consider delaying the pre-match to friday then sir perhaps we'll we're doing admin on air we shouldn't really do this no but we'll, we'll, at the very least you've got a we'll have you covered yeah that's the way to look got at a it, yeah. coventry pre-match show covered coventry flagship covered blue monday itfc.co.uk as our website everything you need the running order of all of our shows which we usually sort out on the monday and we've tried to gone we've gone early and we've done it on a podcast. And again, that's my lack of professionalism. So I can only apologize. Um, absolutely frazzled. After it's been three weeks. You're allowed, you're allowed to blow oh. the cobwebs off on this one. Shocking. Should we do predictions, Seb? Let's do predictions. Let's bring it back to something that is that I bloody love. Last time out, as we mentioned, Craig and Joe in the hot seats, in the hot seats, and did a ride for us there. But the winner, shout out to Elliot in the Telegram group. Comfortable victory. They almost double the second place position. So Telegram racking up the points there. It's getting close in second and third place, Seb. Um, I'm just trying to figure out the gap. Yeah, 11 points there. Um, so, you know, it's still plenty of the season left to go. So nothing is decided at this point. And it's a pretty exciting round of games this time around Seb let me put them up on the screen starting on Friday Rotherham leads and I've got a feeling about that game I've not predicted it because I'm not stupid what, are you expecting oh, managerless Rotherham to do us a favor totally against them aren't they but they're good at home they're, they're very good at the New York arena thing. But... we saw them obviously on you know a few weeks back on Monday night I just think there's there's a weird you know you can't just turn up like we can't just turn up to West Brom you can't just turn up to Rotherham three it's a scrappy place isn't it but yeah they'll probably win four three three nil to Leeds yeah <laughs> Uh, any other games uh, big, uh, catch your eye there? Big game for Wayne Rooney, playing Sheffield Wednesday at home. If he doesn't get a win there, he's got a problem. Let's, I just wanted to pause on that. I totally agree. I thought they were really good in the first half against us. And yeah, but they dropped. So in, uh, yeah. they, they were only good for 20 minutes, and they were knackered, and they True. couldn't win anything anymore. So they need to... I mean, surely they'll be... Wednesday, the whipping boys this season, surely they'll get something there. But if they don't, that's a, that's a real problem for them. There's already chat about Eustace coming back there, but amongst the fan base. <laughs> of course there is. Any other, I mean, Bristol City, Borough seems a bit dull, doesn't it? You're going for a draw on that one. I I trust Borough, one of the form teams in the division. Huddersfield, that Darren Moore appointment has not worked mm. out, has it? And Southampton, again, one of the form teams. Difficult to see. Look at Elliot's 4-1 away win for Southampton there. The Troy Deeney derby. Deeney! Well, Leicester need to get back on form, don't they? Two two defeats on the bounce before the break. They need to to get back on winning ways. I think they will at home to Watford. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Watford are on a bit of a 
Unsolved yeah, no, Worm as well. Yeah, but it, well, yeah, it's Leicester though, isn't it? Leicester haven't won in two. Yeah, but no, I'd, I'd be amazed. I think something might happen there. It might be a draw. Uh, Milwaukee, uh, our opponents for, well, the next two matches, isn't it? Yep. Uh, we're not expecting... Uh, well, Condry can't score ima- goals, can they? They just can't I score can't goals. imagine Mark Robbins being sacked, but I think in the fantastic flagship that we did with Joe's power rankings and the kind of the next eight predictions, Ben's logic around Coventry needing something out of that game. We know that at home we, you'd fancy us against anyone, but Coventry might be in really big trouble by the time they come to Portman Road next weekend. And we're not predicting things to get better for them. We are predicting things to get better, to continue to um, get better for David Wagner, though, which would be fantastic, wouldn't it? That's what we want, isn't it? Yeah, we need him to beat beat QPR, convince Ben Napper that he's the right man for the job for hopefully another month or so. And then after we've battered them, we can fire him the week before Christmas. (laughs) A long trip for Sunderland. Wow. Good luck to their supporters heading off to Plymouth. And that will be tight as well. Um, But yeah, the the main one, Seb, and look at, it's a hat trick of... I'll be... I'll one be honest. Should I let you in on the secret? Yeah, I think we're going to lose. Oh, did you predict? that? I predicted a one-nil defeat. Yeah, I predicted a one-nil defeat. Um, West Brom to win it one-nil. I changed my mind because I thought I thought you would probably predict a defeat, and I thought I better be the optimistic <laughs> one of the two. But but I, I I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's it's not an easy place to go to. Uh, I yeah, it's if, if like I said earlier, off my point now. I wouldn't get on the bus. I I've just got a feeling. I don't know why. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Obviously, and it's fine if if we do lose, we will lose games in this crazy six seven week period as long as you follow it up at home to Millwall at home at Coventry which I, I fully think we would do uh, yeah exactly um, I, yeah there's just something yeah I'm just mm. last night I had this feeling I think was it Birmingham and we ended up being a two all draw I think I said one one on that one so there's just something about crap record there uh, very good manager big physical team bit of pressure on us Leeds playing on thingy uh, Friday night okay. Leicester playing lunchtime Saturday we are the last of the three to kick off so I don't know I just wouldn't be that surprised if we if we were on the wrong side of one for once it's interesting you say that I was thinking of predicting a defeat as well and then thought <laughs> Seb would say you're such a miserable bastard um, <laughs> I I do think it's well I think you're right in terms of the, the assessment of the game I think it's gonna be tough yeah. but I think there's enough about the great thing is We've, we've, I think someone mentioned earlier in the chat, apologies if I, 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 can't, I can't remember who said it, but big games, we generally turn up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah. Look at last, look at Peterborough away, Barnsley away in the space of whether it was three or four days last season. Yeah. We've only lost one game this season. We've not lost on the road, let's not forget. You know, we're unbeaten. We're the only side to be unbeaten away from home. So Wes Burns is probably back. Brandon Williams is probably back. You know, there are an awful lot of things going in our favour. I've just got a nagging doubt and I don't know why. Come on, Seb. Let's, let me go to the chat. And let's see if that turns you around from a negative into a positive. Uh, what have we got? We've got a 2-1. Here we go. Two, it'll be close. One. There won't be many goals and it'll be close. 3-1. That won't easy. happen. Can't, as a top M- show. McKenna can't, that easy. McKenna can't win 3-1, so it won't be 3-1. Yeah. Don't interrupt the host. Come on. We've got a compliment in the chat. I've got to read it out. Thank you, Easy, joining. Um, and I hope you'll be back for the Leeds pre-match show in a, in a few weeks' time as well, because that's going to be epic, I think. Age is going for 2 all. Address going for a one all. Oh, you go Moby. He's it's a, that's a bit of you, isn't it? Seb two nil defeat. Uh, Chris is going for a one all slash a one two. Another one two. Um, Nick one point better than none. I think that's my philosophy. And I, if I'm a Kenner, I'm kind of thinking that draws aren't. We haven't had too many draws so far this season. Draws aren't bad for the next few weeks. Get well, our last two time. away have been draws, haven't they? Yeah, winner and draw away. Happy with yeah. that. Uh, we've got a 2-2 from Eric. Um, ben, I'm like most people. I think one all. I just hope it's not a baggy performance after. I see. Oh, puns. Boing, boing, baggies. Um, here he is. Mullet's going for a 4-0. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tastric, and then harness to make it sure. With a few you can't argue there. with logic like that, can you? Michael's back with his 3-1 prediction um, like uh, elsewhere. Give it up, Michael. Give it up. It's not going to happen. Uh, Streaky's going 2-0. Greg's going for a 3-1 as well. Uh, Philip Town will be ready for the baggies. We've got to hope so. Uh, Steve, he's going for a 2-0. Late goals, as he suggested earlier. Uh, Colin's going 2-0. Colin's usually very positive, but hopefully a 2-1 he's hoping for. Um, Jack uh, going for, I hate to be negative, but I think it'll be 2-1. It's that we... It's the record, isn't it? It's the home record that we talked about for West Brom. And it's their manager. 1999. It's a long, old way. Uh, Colin's also given us a 
a one-all Leeds Rotherham prediction there. Oh, stranger things have happened. It's the, um, this is what you need to keep in your ears. There's no easy games in the championship. That's what Sky will be saying at 90 minutes when Rotherham equalised in the last minute. Um, Colin, yeah, sing loud and proud. Uh, another sold out away. I mean, they're all going to be sold out away and said we will be there, won't we? In the uh, up in the, uh, the heavy atmosphere I've, of I've, the Hawthorns in the cold. I've never done it as a town fan. I've been there as a neutral. Didn't we go and see a random FA Cup game there a few years ago yeah, to tick it off when Bristol we thought City. we'd never, we thought we'd never get back to the Premier League ever again. So we went yeah. and saw them to tick <laughs> off the ground, the grass, didn't we? Didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Well, and we've forgotten to mention the main man. I mean, this is another Mark Ashton Derby of which we've already won oh, yeah. one on the road, haven't we? So I forgot about that. Should we continue that record? You know, Ashton on the pitch, flat, Ipswich Town flag in the centre spot. No, he's a West Brom fan, isn't he? I think so. He wouldn't do that, but. Yeah, uh, interesting dynamic there. Uh, we shall see how, if he's going to knee slide in front of the away support on Saturday after a snatch a late 1-0 win. Mullet, quite rightly doing my job for me. If you want to give us a thumbs up as well, we very much appreciate that. Thank you to the folk over on Facebook, James, Justin, Ben, Stephen and Matt. We appreciate you, but if you're watching on YouTube, it just helps nudge us up everyone's algorithms and the dark arts and all that kind of stuff. But let's you know that... You, you, we're doing the right things. I know that the host has been crap this week, but Seb is always pretty consistent. Seb's an eight out of ten most weeks. Seb's like the Sam Morsey of the podcast with the God, research. Take so, that. so do Thanks. give us your appreciation and um, and acknowledge Seb's hard work at the very least. And uh, so thank you, Milo, for doing for doing my job there. Um, Matty's going for a two on West Brom, then Town bounce back with a win after that. And that's fine, so, right? If that happens, if we lose, as long as you beat Millwall and as long as you beat Coventry, you've got six points from three games. You're absolutely fine. Crack on. Yep. Yep. Um, Easy's gone for a 5-0 Leeds win. Yeah, I can. I, I bet your odds weren't particularly good on that one either, were they, Easy? But, and he's going for a 2-0. Oh, that's wishful thinking, Easy. Come on. Uh, he's going for it, and he's going for a Watford to beat Leicester as well. Of course he is. Manifesting stuff here, Easy. Good on you for that. Uh, Colin's going for a 2 or draw. I think there is there is a point at least in it for Watford. I don't underestimate Watford, and I'd be interested to see you know Leicester a little bit of a stumble. And I think if, who in your show last night, Seb, mm-hmm. I'd imagine the Leeds fan was more confident than the Leicester fan. Or no, 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 no. Mark Leicester fan was everyone pretty- is. Yeah, pretty confident. He reeled off some of the names and he says, you know, they can just go out in January and spend again, which also they can because they're hugely cash positive after the summer. The Yeah, you and the Leeds fan was the most optimistic um, after after me, probably. Yeah, that's, that's the way for Leeds fan, isn't it? Always positive, uh, except when things are going bad and then, then they're not. But most town, most most football supporters are like that, aren't they? Um, but yeah, 100th game says Colin confirming that. Alex going for a two-all. And... Uh, well, let's end with this one. Kieran, tight game. So I'll say it's just 37 nil. Um, might be a, might be a tad optimistic. Good stuff. Thank you, everyone, for your predictions. Uh, we'll say goodbye to everyone. If you want to shout out, um, get them in the chat now. We'll put as many as we can up. Uh, but let's listen to some editors. Thanks, everyone, who's made it the whole way through. We appreciate you. Hopefully, we've imparted some wisdom. Uh, we were chatting with, we mentioned Graham and Dan. We, uh, others have bumped into um, certainly me and said, um, I think, um, oh, who's the guy who does the uh, who did this cartoony thing for me? I've forgotten his name. Something Glory Mark Day's Parrot. artwork um, mentioned that he used your stat about the late goals and the early goals and all that kind of stuff. So if there's one nugget of information, and we'll let Seb remind you of that, before we say goodbye that's what we're here for hopefully we've given you a bit of knowledge that you can look clever in front of your mates in the pub or in the stands on saturday or at home watching on the telly as well but do join us in telegram if you're unable to make it to the game get in the match day chat enjoy uh the uh, the heavy analysis uh the the banter it's great fun in there so do join us on telegram and of course flagship show we'll talk about it after the fact on sunday i think it's ben dave and seb so perfect the holy trinity is of podcast members there blue monday itfc.co.uk is everything you need and before you go if you could pop us a thumbs up we'd appreciate it if you're listening on the podcast we we love and appreciate you in podcast land as well please give us a five-star rating and a review if you want as well we do listen to the reviews and we do act on feedback as well so thank you for that please keep it respectful as well um yeah we we are all doing this in our free time so courteousness kindness is what we're all about here as well but um thank you seb for your hard work do you want to say a few bits you're going to team me up because there are plenty of comments so 
do you know do a little bit of meandering of a goodbye before we say goodbye so i can do you want me to remind people of my stat again do you so don't don't yeah. leave early don't leave to go for a half-time drink and a pie or leave early to catch the the train leaving the hawthorne stadium they concede goals in the 15 minutes before halftime three they've conceded in that time period and they've conceded five in the 15 minutes before full time so do not duck out of this one early i guess the sign-off is still me because last time we would have done it would have been birmingham but we didn't lose we, we drew obviously that game so I, i'll still do the sign so I will say thank you to everybody for getting involved. It's great when we log on here in the green room and we see comments and people waiting for us to go live. It's It, it gives us a real good feeling and, and lets us know that we're doing something right. So thank you to all those guys. Thank you to you for hosting and sanity checking my my script and correcting all my awful grammar, etc. And I'll just say it's about to get crazy, folks. You know, we're heading this incredible run. We all looked at the fixture list in, in June, wherever it came out and saw the December fixtures and thought, my God, that's going to be a tough month. I don't think it's as tough as we thought it was maybe now given Coventry aren't maybe the force we were expecting, but there's still some bloody big games coming up. Middlesbrough away, Leeds away, Leicester at home, them lot up the road. Let's get started at the Hawthorns. Let's hopefully despite what I said a minute ago, get off to a good start with a solid point, bring it back to Portman Road, and then we go again with the two midweek games. If you see us there, come and say hello, sing loud, sing proud for the Sky Cameras. Come on, you blues! It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.